Hey, you're listening to the Indie Music Diaries. Casual conversations with real musicians. Whether you're a singer-songwriter playing in pubs, a drummer from an up-and-coming metal band, or just making beats in your bedroom, the Indie Music Diaries is for you. Documenting the rise of the working musician, these conversations are designed to inform, educate, and entertain, while celebrating the diversity among creative artists. Each story is unique, and every journey is different. Hosted by Australian solo artist Atlas Eyes, this is the Indie Music Diaries. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Indie Music Diaries, as casual conversations with real musicians. My name's Lockie, also known as Atlas Eyes, and this is the second episode of the Indie Music Diaries. Pretty exciting, I know. Thanks so much for listening to the first episode with Alaska. I had a lot of really positive feedback from that, which was cool. So it's really great to see people enjoying it and getting something out of it, which I guess is the whole point. Like it's just casual conversations, as I mentioned, but you can always learn something just from people talking about their experience with music, their story, their upbringing and how they sort of view music and songwriting and all those different aspects. Um, But this one, Jason Cole, Jason might be the chillest musician I've ever met. This is a really unique chat. He's, he's just got such a cruisy, um, view on music and himself as an artist. And it's really, really refreshing, especially in this day and age where everything's so, you know, tense and everyone's sort of competing with each other. It feels like at times Jason has a really sort of relaxed approach about it, which as I mentioned, is just really refreshing. I hope you get something out of this chat. It's with Mr. Jason Cole. He's a fellow musician here on the central coast of New South Wales, Australia. Before we jump into it though, I do this every episode now, the song recommendation of the week. And this is just a random song that I've been vibing at this current point in time for you to listen to. And this week's song of the week recommendation is from a band called Wallows. And the song is called OK. It's their new single. Now, the lead singer, his name's Dylan. I believe he he had a role in the Netflix series 13 Reasons Why. I might be wrong. Someone follow me up on that if I'm wrong. But that's that's sort of how he's known and then he started this band and they are amazing they're so good so i stumbled across this single okay a few months ago it only came out a few months ago but um and then dived did like a deep dive into all their stuff they've only released they've only been around for a few years it seems they've recently released an album last year and if they've got a few eps out go check them out wallows really cool sound really cool vibe that's going to be my song recommendation for the week. Okay, by Wallows. But enough of me rambling. I don't like to hang around here too much for too long at the start of each episode. We're going to dive, dive into it. Jason Cole, I hope you enjoy the chat. This is Atlas Eyes and Jason Cole talking on the Indie Music Diaries. All right, joining me for the Indie Music Diaries is a mate of mine that I've, I've spoken to on another podcast, another podcast that I have called the Young People Podcast. And he joins me on this podcast to help me sort of kick start it with one of the first episodes here. Jason, how are you, man? I'm good. Yourself? I'm doing really, really well. Um, I'm really excited. I'm pumped. This is, this is actually the first one that I'm ever recording. So, but um, as I mentioned to you sort of off air that you were one of the first guys that I wanted to get on, obviously talking to you previously in, in, a, in my other podcast. So yeah. we've sort of, we've got that experience of, of, of what it's like in a, in the podcast world. Exactly. Hey. Experience blues. So we're basically <laughs> professionals. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, cool. So um the way I'm sort of thinking of sort of 
mapping out this this indie music diaries thing i mean it's pretty chill that's the bottom line but um would love to sort of like dive into who you are and you know what you do and 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 what role music plays in your life and also just we'll just discuss sort of maybe some particular issues in the music world that you're in particular are passionate about so um yeah that's what i'm thinking does that sound good to you yeah that sounds like spot on love it sweet (laughs) all right (laughs) cool and um of course uh if you're listening to this in audio it is also available on video um on my youtube channel atlas eyes um so you can go watch it there or you can just listen to it if you want just just cruising in your car you know pop it on listen to some the smooth voices of um atlas eyes and jason cole (laughs) why not both why not watch it and then listen to your true yeah true (laughs) that's it all right (laughs) Let's dive. Let's do the deep. Let's do the Jason Cole, um, the Jason Cole deep dive here. Let's uh, just jump in, jump straight in. Who are you, and what are you all about? What do you do, and what what role does music play in your life, Jason? Yeah, what a what a question to start off with. Yeah, um, <laughs> the type of One stuff time. I ask you in like year eleven. It's like, who are you? And you're like, oh, mm. uh, I'm yeah. a I'm no, a guy that goes to school it's like no not not what you do but like who you are like so that's a let's let's start with how old how old are you okay sweet sweet all right so um yeah i'm 18 i'm from the central coast live in avoca currently uh what else yeah work as uh in simple terms a teacher's aide at my old school at the adventure school at erina um yeah currently just taking a gap year trying to figure out what i want to do in my life and just enjoying music and what it has to offer at the moment. Sweet. Awesome. Cause you graduated school last year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I remember, yeah. On the other podcast, young people podcast, that was like, I think we had you on right around the time where you were like sort of coming up to the HSC, right? Yeah. It was like two weeks before the paper one and not a good time, but you know what? We got through it. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Cool. And um, also the music side of things. What role does um does music play in your life? Uh, yeah, give us a bit of an insight into that. Well, I think from a young age, it was definitely something my parents kind of pushed me towards, and naturally a passion point grew to that. So it was just originally it was just something to do. And when I say like originally, I was like ten to ten to twelve. I didn't have the maturity to fully grasp what it actually was, but I looked up to other people, and I was like, yeah, you're that's pretty cool what you're doing and i really idolize that so i don't know it's just something i've kind of felt a a drive to do from a young age and i know it sounded really cliche to say that but it's the way it is and it's what how i felt and then kind of moving more into the space of i know young teenhood you start to discover that the world's not full of flowers and pillows and stuff so there's hardship (laughs) and so music's a great way to i don't know just therapy you know i think even just strumming a few chords like from i remember like the first like indie rock song i learned that kind of got me into the style of music was she's a riot and i was like strumming that and it wasn't even related how i felt to the song it's just like you know it feels good to play along with this mad song and i felt good about it so i was like i can do this more and more and i did it more and more and then eventually got into songwriting and kind of like writing poetry and all that stuff and kind of it was a way of kind of being able to describe these emotions that are really ambiguous and especially being like a 14 15 year old kid at the time like still a kid now but um younger i've just had no clue what 
these emotions were. So I was able to at least put like a, a metaphor to it or kind of write it in a way that I could start to understand it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. And that's what I noticed from you. I mean, we, we, we met in person for the first time last year and I think I got that vibe from you straight away that music for you was like, was a, like a, a way to sort of express yourself and you connected it, connected with it on that level, which is really, really cool when you sort of, you know, it's one thing just to appreciate music, but when you can find how it works for you, that's, that's when I find it's, it's the coolest because it's such a unique thing. Hey, it's like, it's crazy. And you can have your own interpretation of it, which is cool. So what sort of age were you at when you started to sort of maybe write your own songs and, and yeah. Um, I think I couldn't exactly put an exact moment on a song, but I, I remember clearly like writing my first full song. It was for like a music assignment in year nine. <laughs> so 14 maybe. And I got a really good mark for the song that I wrote and I was like, sweet, but I got a really bad mark overall because I didn't know how to score it properly. So I got confused <laughs> on what the scoring meant. So oh, no. I scored the riff instead of the melody and yeah that still annoys me to this day because i could have gotten heaps better mark but whatever it's like Dude, five years no. ago still won't let oh. it go. was it on was it on sibelius were you scoring on sibelius was that the program i we we could have but i refused to so i did it by hand and i lost more marks because <sighs> my teacher couldn't read it yeah dude by hand you know, that uh, was... i'm gonna i'm gonna move yeah sweet it was uh, i'm just moving to a spot with better connection. let's do it let's do it and whether i edit this in or out i'm not sure yet we'll, we'll figure that out in post but that's the beauty of it it's all it's all it's um it's a beautiful mess this podcast thing while you're at it in this mini break as jason relocates in his house feel free to check him out on social media jason cole yeah like, boy craziest of dudes yeah this is my drum kit nice so, yeah but that still don't really know how to play it, <laughs> it, just sits there. It, it just sits there and looks cool and it takes up space yeah it does oh they're yeah they're pain and it's it's not even in my room it's sitting in like the downstairs kids yeah. room i guess you'd call it so yeah when no, when no one's home oh it's a loud time but when <laughs> I don't know when people are home, they either hate me or I don't play it. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, there seems to be um, some better connection in this drum room. So um, w- yeah, let's keep on rolling. Well, actually it, speaking of the drums and instruments, you're a guitarist. So, yeah. so you, you're a vocalist and guitarist. Was guitar the first instrument that you, that you went to or yeah, some of the drums? Sure. Yeah. yeah um, guitar all the way. Like I've been playing guitar for 10, 10 years. I don't know couple of years now so mm. and then I, I always like always sung like i was always in choirs from a young age but it was kind of just again just just did it because yeah why not and then i didn't start like properly singing probably till like year 10 and then that's when i started to combine like oh i can actually play guitar and sing at the same time who would have thought so yeah mm. yeah there you go. Cool. Um, so it started songwriting. Well, I, that's, I love that your first songwriting experience was a musical assignment, um, yeah. <laughs> which is an interesting way to get started. But did that sort of like kickstart things for you? Did you, because like you said, you did really, really well, despite the poor marks um, yeah. <laughs> for not scoring it properly. But from there, like, did you, 
did you start to write songs from there just like in your own time like how did that come about and then like leading up to sort of like launching yourself as an artist in the last couple of years or so yeah um, yeah what's that journey sort of been like creating songs oh, i feel like the journey for me creating songs is that like, it's it's like it's another it's a story within a story so it's like um i got into surfing when i was i don't know like a young teenager and i saw zee Alberts. he was a, a very oh, yeah handsome looking man with who lived in a van and could surf really well and <laughs> played the acoustic guitar and Dude, that's, sung. that's the life eh? yeah. oh exactly and, and at that age i had a really unrealistic idea of hey i'm just gonna live like that for the rest of my life so i was like so this is the best way to surf every day and not be a professional surfer because like I, I was <laughs> like i'm still i'm like i'm not a good surfer now like i still really enjoy it so i was like it, it, that like that's kind of it's this musical assignment and or music assignment and um wanting to surf all the time like it wasn't even a drive to like want to create something bigger than who i am it was literally music was a means to an end to be able to surf more like that's <laughs> why that's why yeah and then as a result of trying to write these songs and doing a real Audi version of ripping off ziggy albert songs like if i find some old demos and show them to people they're like dude your guitar playing is exactly like ziggy you sound like ziggy oh. some of the melodies sound like this song and i'm like yeah i wonder why like i have no clue mate <laughs> so yeah um yeah and then as a result of that i just fell in love with it and then kind of moved into the realms of like ben howard and um yeah you know just more kind of folky artists that then but the thing i love about ben howard is that he was like folky and then he his next album after every kingdom was a bit i don't even i don't know what you'd call it like dreamy rock but it still had very folk elements into it and then his album his latest album new day and dream is just an absolute masterpiece it's mm. a lot of people don't really like it but it, like i didn't i didn't like it initially but i took because uh, i love him so much like i religiously listened to it for a, yeah. probably probably a year now and it's mm. it's a masterpiece so i just i don't yeah sorry that was a bit of a sidetrack but um no yeah yeah as as a result of me wanting to surf more i just kind of accidentally fell in love with songwriting yeah there you go and that's that's such i mean i you, you that that's fair enough that you aspired to be like that because it seems like a pretty cool lifestyle yeah <laughs> like surfing and playing music and he's got like sort of almost like a cult following it seems like i'm not the biggest mm -hmm. like I haven't listened to his stuff too much, but like I know so many people that listen to his music and he's just, he just seems like the coolest guy. He's got like the, the coolest lifestyle. Yeah. Um, and is that still somewhat of a dream for you now? You, you know, the 18 coming out of the school, is that, is that a realistic possibility for Jason Cole? I would say it's a realistic possibility, but it's not a possibility I really want. Like say if you uh, asked me when I was like 15, I was like, I'm going to do that. And then yep. I kind of like, what's the reality is of living in a van. So I'm like, you know, <laughs> have a shower you don't yep. really have a stable like i don't know i just i learn more and more i like stability but at the same time i do like change so it's just it's a bit of a mix but at the age of 18 at the moment i'm enjoying how living amongst my family and my friends i don't yep. I, I couldn't really imagine myself packing up as a solo artist and then traveling around australia by myself and the only human interaction is through randoms i meet and like i definitely would meet some awesome people but still mm. like i would i'm not ready for that yet i'm still discovering mm. who i am so maybe in two three years i might do it you never know that's true that's true i mean you're still like super young and 
anything can happen. I mean, that, that's, that's what I've learned. Like I'm 20, I turned, 20, I turned 24 a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what I've learned that like, you can never sort of predict what's going to happen and life, life can always throw you through your curveballs. Hey, so um, I guess what is sort of music in your life as of today? Like, are you still writing songs just as much Is is it sort of a different, does it mean something different to you now? Yeah. Well, I'm just, I'm writing songs more than ever actually, because I've just so much free time because I'm not studying and I'm working three days a week and guitar, yeah. guitar teaching a little bit. So it's just, I know my days off consist of, me trying to drum and just re- doing dodgy recordings of drummings and then <laughs> i think naturally if, if you're so focused mm. on what's a good song to write and then i'm always like just trying to consume as much music as i can like just as a natural result i'm always humming melodies and i'll hear a melody like i think usual ones like if you're having a shower like i, I have like one of my favorite songs i wrote a few days ago was i was in the shower and humming along and i was like yo this is actually a fat melody Dude. Run out of the shower, record on voice memos, and had no clue what I wanted the song to be about. But it's just, I think it's just something I've done so much that it's just, it's just natural. Like I, I kind of have to do it in a way. Totally, it's going against just this urge. Yeah, totally. You know what they should do? Just while you brought that up, because you're totally right about the whole shower thing, and like the mm. best ideas come from the shower. There needs to be some sort of invention where there's like a waterproof mic you can just like build into your shower, and it's just like recording everything. So as oh, soon as you get an idea, you can just like hum it out or something, like you said. But it, you obviously get all this like water noise of the water splashing <laughs> down. Anyway, well, there you there, go. There is this app you can get that a friend of mine showed. It's like I forgot what it's called. It's yeah. short. music something, but you can have it sitting there and it records like on an hour session. But once the volume raises up a certain amount of decibels, it actually records and then puts them into separate files. So you can walk away with, yeah. 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 I forgot the name of the app, but like I can text it to you later if you want to try it out. It's pretty cool. Well, yeah. I, like that must be a pretty similar thing. I'm, I don't know if it's the exact same thing, but the like the apps where people use to like monitor if they talk in their sleep. Oh, Do you know about that? Where yeah. it's, it, it'll it'll like, I'm not sure if it records records the whole night, but like it'll it'll at least highlight where you've made some noise. And I've had friends that have had like, so I've never done it myself, but like yeah, yeah, there might be a similar thing where like as soon as it picks up sound, it starts recording. Um, yeah, that sort of sure. thing. similar science yeah. behind it. I'd, yeah, <laughs> I'd love to. Um, to do that hey because it like but at the same time I'm a bit creeped out by my phone listening to me when i sleep google probably listens to me sleep anyway but so whatever <laughs> so what do i have to lose but because there's been plenty of nights where i go to sleep and it's freezing mm. and i like have like two shirts on and like a long sleeve shirt and like a puffer jacket and i'm looking all buff and strong and then i wake up in the morning and then they're all off and i'm shirtless i'm like what's the go like did some weird dude come in and like steal my clothes and i noticed they're all on the floor i'm like yeah i mean you wait sleeping with a puffer jacket i feel like that would be incredibly uncomfortable Uh, it was incredibly (laughs) uncomfortable but i was out in um on a service trip in brawarana and Uh, out west when it's winter it gets to kind of like a cheeky minus one two at night and you yeah nah, yeah back, so. i don't blame you then i don't blame yeah. you <laughs> so getting back to the songwriting then um <laughs> so i yeah no 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 all good I'll, these tangents are always good fun um so um in this in terms of what you said with songwriting there you're writing more than ever now which is really really exciting so yeah. in terms of the stuff you're writing is it is it pretty um like is it 
is there any sort of project in mind for these for these songs? Is there plans plans to start recording, or have you started recording these songs? Or yeah, I have. So I'm just kind of collecting. I originally was trying to do this big like I'll get I'll try and record like 16 to 18 songs and just put out this massive mixtape, and then I was yeah wow. Just like I was getting there and I was using like loops and like, like MIDI drums and some fake instrumentation. I was a bit, for at the start, I was a bit like, I'm not so keen on this. And I was actually like kind of a week off from finishing it, like only like around Easter time because that, that was my deadline was Easter. And then I listened to this podcast with Jack White in it and he was just basically saying, a lot of people in the modern day music abuse technology and you can use technology in a good way. And then you lift listed off a bunch of people, including Billie Eilish. Like, and I was like, damn, that's so true. And then he goes, even if your drums are out of time, this, that, it still gives it a really human feel. And I just mm. resonated with that so hard. So I scrapped everything and started again. So mm. I, I only started recording again, like two weeks ago and I've probably done about half of them. Cause I, it's just fun doing stuff in like on a six takes it, it, I know the process is a lot quicker, but the songs are a lot more honest, and I'm a lot more happy with how the songs sound. Like they're 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 how I want them to sound. So I'm just I'm actually proud of this work. As out of times as my drumming might be, or like my bass lines might not be as funky as I would want them to be, but I'm happy with how they sound. So yeah, cool. So you're recording all the instruments in the tracks. Yourself. yeah everything myself and stuff so you can definitely tell everything's myself that's for sure but <laughs> but it's it's so much fun just being like the only person doing everything so i love it yeah there's 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 a there's a level of freedom in that that's for sure um that's really interesting that point there you mentioned um about the jack jack white in the podcast do you remember what the podcast was called because i don't have listen to it it was a broken record with rick rubin so they have right. It's basically they just get an artist in and they unpack their um, recording process. Like the, mm. the two, I would recommend Jack White's one, Tame Impala's. Like that, mm. he is a wizard. Yeah, um, just a yeah a freak. And then um, oh, there was one more Boniver's one. Boniver's is really interesting. It talks about how he recorded his first album, and yeah, that was sick. He just was in a log cabin for a month and was going like in a transition phase of his life so mm. again and like and you listen to the record like i love the recordings of boniver's first album it's so raw <laughs> yeah it's just beautiful like it's everything you want in a record totally yeah it's actually and i actually wanted to sort of maybe explore just that because i find that's a really interesting issue at the moment in terms of technology in music and that yeah that's interesting someone like jack white you know someone who's i guess like one of the kings of rock and roll in the past couple of decades yeah like like him like you i think i think you mentioned like billy eilish was one of the examples how like he was saying that that's sort of like a misuse of technology is that what he, is that what he was oh, saying oh no he was saying a lot of people um misuse it but billy eilish is one of the few examples that really uses it in a good oh, way oh okay yeah yeah gotcha. yeah yeah so i think oh, one of them oh, it might i'm not like that knowledgeable on Billy Ash's mm. discography, but I don't know, like, you know, you listen to like Barrier Friend or something like that. And mm. there's so many vocal harmonies and stuff. They pretty much are using a voice as a synth as well as the main vocal. Totally. And, and for him, he goes like, that's a brilliant use of technology that you can just re-record stuff as many times as you want. And then like actually put 
like drum beats in, but he has an issue, say, if people are fully relying on like quantization and all that stuff. And then he goes, another artist is like Jay Diller. Jay Diller is a person from like comes up a bit for me because I know it's just he used like those like Akai kind of beat pads in the early 2000s. It was just, yeah, a really like he was pushing the boundaries of hip hop at that time, but he never quantized this stuff. And you, and you listen to his stuff and it is out of time and it like, it can be a little bit hard to listen to, but at the same time it has so much soul in it for sampled instruments. And yeah, it's actually really fun to listen to. Like it feels like someone is actually playing the drums. So I love his music because of that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's the interesting thing, Hey, because when you are doing stuff like using loops, I mean, like you said, yeah, like using loops and sort of the software instruments, even just in like garage band or logic or whatever, yeah it's it's like where did where, where's the line where like the music sort of loses that soul and that identity you know there's electric artists electronic artists sorry that like you know solely like a you know like midi keyboards to make their stuff yeah and it's like you know I, it's yeah it's really interesting and and obviously it's becoming more and more popular to to use quantization you know yeah, on, sure. on, on on instruments and stuff it's like yeah where do we draw the line i guess it's just a matter of sort of how do you want to use that technology and is it really is it helping you tell your story yeah like, and, and it's interesting mm-hmm. how you went to real instruments is that what you found that you just wanted that really real sort of yeah in your music exactly like yeah I, I love real instruments like i've always grown up listening to oh stress i don't know um oh yeah my earliest memory of a record is vertigo how to dismantle you two so how to dismantle an atomic bomb it's like one of u2's later albums but i know that's all real life instruments and i come into my late teens i'm falling in love with tame impala records like um oh, like, what else like mac DeMarco records like especially his earlier stuff like number two and salad days like that again that's terrible drumming but it's so much fun like shocking recording and like i'm getting more into king gizzard and they do all their stuff on like in just they jam in a room like mm. one take a couple of takes and they might overdub lead vocals and a harmonica solo through pro tools later so it's just i don't know i just i feel really um drawn to that real sound but then at the same time like i love some electronic music like mm. i'm a bit like flume his first album is that song hits like so that album hits hard that's mm. a killer album yeah so sure i don't know it's just it's just your intention and what you're drawn to like i i want to make a a good rock record so i'm just like if you want to make a rock record use instrument use human instruments because rock is a very human genre but if you want to make like electronic pop or like hip-hop or r&b or like modern r&b like go for those like 808 mm style drum machines or like midi drums or like do whatever like it's i don't that's the beauty of all this electronic stuff now is that it's just it's opened up the floodgates for creativity and there's so i don't know i think for me i'm not a huge fan of using it but i do love listening to music that does use loops like i'm not one of those people that are like oh i hate hate electronic music like yeah there's nothing wrong with it it's just it's how you use it and what's Mm. your intention with it Totally. I a hundred percent agree. That's right. Yeah. Um, but, and, and you're right. What you said there before, like, I guess rock music is, I, I guess in the year is 2020 and genres are starting to get, you know, 
it's less clear. Like genres aren't really the the definition of genres is sort of losing losing its place in in the in the music world, and yeah. it's sort of it's it's hard to tell. But I guess rock, like you said, there's a lot an iconic part of it is like real instruments, real drum kits, real guitars. Yeah, you know, un, un, I guess unaltered vocals. That's True. that 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 rawness is is a key part of rock and roll. But I guess it has evolved a little bit and. It is cool seeing sort of how it can blend like with electronic stuff as well too. Um, yeah, the other thing which is cool is is like how you're recording it all yourself, and and are you doing it? Are you like recording all the parts there, like in that room? Like you've got the drum kit there to your side. I know. So yeah, like have you? You've got your drum kit there. You've you've you. I mean, I, you, I assume well, you've got like guitars and basses and stuff. Um, if you don't mind, I'll give a little tour if you want. Wait, let's do it. Let's do it. Give us a little sneaky tour, eh? So I know, like. I record my drums with three mics. I put a con. I'm a bit weird. I put my condenser on the bass drum. Normally, you'd put it as an overhead. It's just, I don't have a good kick mic. So wow, cool. this is so good. Before you continue, I just love how you're holding the interface as well. Yeah, I like just yeah. it's the full package. <laughs> it's, it's like, no, yeah. <laughs> sorry I for know. the interruption. Keep going. All good. I know, that's my kit there. So I know SM57 on snare and then a 58 for an overhead again weird but it works because you just compress everything and then everyone gets everything gets loud um bass cab i record a bit of bass on the cab i do like doing di bass and then i know here's my little guitar corner i got like a just a bunch of guitars and then i know here's my room so got the got the stuff got the rage against the machine poster there to I don't know, Jimi Hendrix influence and there's my dodgy tapestry and MIDI keyboard. So I do, I do do a lot of the guitar, guitar vocal keyboard stuff tracking in my room because it's just because of comfort, but, but I don't know, bass drums are out in, out in the lounge room because I can't, or the yeah, downstairs man. room because I can't fit my drums in my room. So yeah, good time. That's like, that's, that's like a pretty decent setup too. And uh, you've got, so you've got your bedroom there and there's like a full, like there's like a big room. Yeah. There's right a big room. It, like a, dope. Yeah. It's, it's so not cool. bad. Cause it's like, we come downstairs in the house and it's like this foyer area, I guess you call it. It's like my sister's room, my stepbrother's room, then my room. And then there's a TV there that we used to use heaps, but we just don't use anymore. So no one, no one's in this space and no one really used it. So I kind of, intentionally and was a bit sly about it like overran it with my because <laughs> it's like a drum kit here and seven guitars and a bass cab well, pretty <laughs> much deck it out yeah well like i got on like i got my like busking speaker uh, it's just i don't know it's just i just put on my rubbish out here and like even when like i don't know, other other family members who play music here like have just slowly like added to the added to the pile too so it's just yeah yeah it's a good time there you go. Um, with recording the tracks at home, sort of sticking on that topic. So, um, I th- how many tracks did you did you mention? It like sixteen tracks? Is that what you said before? Uh, doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> Maybe I you're did. talking about no, no, no. You're talking about six tracks or something before. You were talking about how you're ta- recording six six tracks a song or something like that. Maybe um, I misheard you. Maybe. <laughs> I, I, sorry, I was using. I was using three mics for a drum kit, but mind you, like talking about sixteen tracks. That actually does lead me to another point of view. I do like recording with minimal tracks because of the whole minimalist mm-hmm. thing. So you are right. I do actually try to aim and record in under 16 tracks. So I don't know if you've read my mind or not, but boom. That, I, f- I feel like that's still 
a fair, oh, I guess for a drum kit, if you're marking up all the drums, but it still sounds like a lot of tracks, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, it depends, depends on what you're doing too, I guess. But Ooh, um, recording at home, was that like, would you ever consider like going to like a, like maybe like a really nice studio? Like we've got, I know we've got the Grove studio here on yeah. the coast. Do you like the idea of like sort of doing it DIY just in your own room sort of thing? I'm, I am pretty attached to that romantic notion as unrealistic as it can be, but it's very achievable with modern technology, thankfully. But I actually did a couple of sessions up at the Grove like a few weeks ago with um with a friend and that was a sick experience like i definitely would recommend any artist if they have a means of doing it i luckily know someone that allowed me to record there for free because i don't have money to record up there so very blessed to have that opportunity and that was amazing because i had to act like an actual drummer on drum for me an actual bass player play bass and yeah like the songs come like i the song's getting mixed at the moment and yeah, it was a sick experience to be surrounded by like actual professional gear and being able to hear it through really good monitors and in pro tools. That's another one I've never used a door that expensive and like through actual like preamps and like just yeah. all this gear. Like I was just in heaven. Like it was ridiculous. Sweet. So while you're up there, how many tracks did you record? Was it just the one single or was there a bunch? Just, just one single. Yeah. So sweet. Oh, dude, actually, I know what you're t- talking about with tracks. So I thought oh, yeah. you were referring to like tracks, the amount of tracks in a song rather than tracks on a record. Is that what yeah. yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Killer. Yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah. Anyway. So yeah. One song. One. Yeah. One track from a record. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad we straightened that out. <laughs> yeah. Same. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> That's it. So the 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 single. Well, are, are you calling it a single? Like is this planned for release this this track you recorded up at the Grove? I don't know yet. We'll see how it comes out cuz yeah. the other day I was a bit like it was a bit I feel like I went a bit overboard with the amount of like guitars and percussion and harmonies and stuff added into it. So if I get it back and it just sounds like an absolute mess of or a really loud piece of sonic rubbish. Maybe not. But at the same time, I might go, I might just put it on SoundCloud and put Facebook and people can listen to it. And yeah, because like, I spent the time up there, so might as well. Right? But yeah, so I don't know yet. I haven't decided, but I feel like it would locate be a bit disrespectful to the people that help <laughs> not to release it. So yeah. I probably will release it. I mean, if, you grew, if you're recording at a studio like The Grove, I'm sure they'll, they'll come back with a mix that sounds pretty dope. And you'll probably listen to it and be like, oh my, like people need to hear this. Like, yeah, hopefully. you know, <laughs> so, I, I, it's, it's the chorus melody. I don't know how I feel about it. And like the, the lyrics are a bit absurd too, because I was just, I wanted to write something with really weird lyrics, but I feel like I went a bit overboard, but I don't, I don't know. Let's see how it turns out. Cool, yeah. And and what sort of vibe is this? Well, not just this track, but just tracks you've been writing recently. Like, is it more down the Ziggy Albert sort of line or is it like maybe more like Tame Impala vibes? Like, what can people expect? Oh, man, you can probably just expect like a, a crap Mac DeMarco record, you know, <laughs> like because it's just... Yeah. I don't know, like Mac DeMarco records are sweet. There's just like one bass line. Um, as most songs have one bass line. I don't know, it's just like... I don't know, five five marks on a drum kit, not 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 very many. Yeah. Um mixed pretty poorly. 
I'm not a great mixer. Never been trained how to mix. Don't know how to. Figuring it out. I, I sometimes use Logic presets because that gets a better sound than what my ear can. And then I don't like just this dirty bass sound. And I have a crap bass. So I'm like, sweet. This works for me too. Two guitar tracks. No worries. Maybe a synth line and one or two harmonies. And you've made it. <laughs> and there's your track. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant bedroom pop track. And I don't I, I love I love the idea of like minimalist music that's human and raw and yeah. I was always into that before I found Mac DeMarco, but then I found Mac DeMarco and he vocalized it well for me and I resonated hard with it. But um in terms of like so in terms of an idea of of my music, that's definitely like probably what I'm aiming for. But in terms of sound I, I, I love I love psychedelic rock and I love soul music and I love pop. So I'm trying to blend as much. I'm trying to create this little kind of world of like psychedelic 60s soul poppy music. So I don't know. It's I'm trying my hardest to blend those three genres together. That's so good. That's so good. And uh, you you definitely seem like that kind of guy too. That's not going to be like held down held down by a specific genre. Hey, you're like no. you'll constantly be open to like that's what I've learned from you. Hey, it's like constantly to be to be open and, and learning from different styles of music. And I guess like us like we sort of touched on before, how genres is sort of dead. Do you yeah, agree that, that that style genres is not really a thing anymore? I think. It's funny. I, I wouldn't say dead. I'd definitely say it's an obsolete notion I, like I, I like looking at it's like it's like an old com, like a 10 year old computer you have like there's heaps better computers out there but this computer might be brilliant and it still <laughs> holds some some like I, I don't i don't know what word to use but it still has some kind of validity but yeah, at yeah. the same time why the heck would you use that crappy old computer anyway so it's like it has validity like and we it's it's a great way to describe some music, but at the same time, like I feel like there's so many genres that are using the term terms pop or like hip hop because they're just mm. they're broad terms that I don't know, like when you think of pop music, you can go from artists such as Kendrick Lamar to Coldplay to Post Malone and to Bonnevere. and like in in that you have that's pretty diverse pop rock. Yeah, pop rock, pop hip hop to Kendrick's pretty hard hitting hip hop to who Bonnevert's to like this really beautiful soft folk. So like I think I, I I do agree. Yeah, I think genre genres in the old terms of thinking, say like Bob Dylan's a folk artist and the Beatles are rock. Like to me, I look at them and they're both pop artists because they write poppy stuff with that fit under this huge umbrella. So I feel like. The, the the way we define genre needs to um change instead of saying genre is like a completely dead i think our understanding of what a genre is needs to change mm, i like that so yeah it's not dead it's all about like our interpretation of like good the yeah, meaning exactly. the, the actual meaning behind like what genre is, what genre is and what it plays and you actually you name dropped it before i'm so glad you did because i'm so into it at the moment this bedroom pop stuff yeah it's awesome which is, I guess by definition, like, I'm, well, I haven't looked into it too much. I assume the definition comes from like DIY music that's made in your bedroom, right? Like that's pretty much. Hey, like, yeah. And it's, and it's got that sort of like that, uh, that lo-fi vibe to it. Yeah. Lo-fi that, that word lo-fi is attached to it for sure. Like you can't escape bedroom plot without the word lo-fi. Yeah. So um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think 
and like bedroom pop sick because it can like go from artists such as Mac DeMarco, Tame Impala to um, oh, Steve Lacey. That's the name that rings mm. in my head. So I know, again, two artists that do make rocky-ish music, but Steve Lacey is like, he, he, I know he's worked with Tyler, the creator and other like, it's just, it's, yeah, um, it's sick. Yeah. I guess, I guess the whole genre thing is not only just about the sound, like sonically now, it's also about like how the music was made, I guess. Yeah. You know, bedroom definitely. pop. I mean, it's just pop music, but it's also letting you know that it was made in a bedroom and it's yeah. got that lo-fi vibe to it. Yeah. You're so right. It's the ideology and it's the attitude and the, like then the markability behind it too as well mm. like like i don't know you look at oh, like you, you look at out like bands like again kink is it and like the bay rainbow and like all these like aussie alternative bands is mm. then they, they're all marketed as an ocean alley like sticky fingers and lime coil and like, like there's a ton of them but they're all they're all very marketable because they all have the same image as much as king gizzard and Ocean Alley's sound is so different. They're still classed as like this alternative psych Aussie rock because I don't know you'd like you'd expect you, you what you look at Ocean Alley and you go you surf and you look at King Giz and you're like wow you must smoke a lot of marijuana and stuff like that and like it, it's <laughs> yeah. insane with Ocean. Like, <laughs> I have some pretty wig out songs, so it's it's the ideology behind it rather than the sound, which like you're so right in saying that it's not the sound it's how it's created it's the thoughts and all that rubbish behind it which is a bit sad in a way because it takes away from the music it's all focused on i don't like i don't know just yeah that that annoys me about the current music industry it's just how marketable are you if you're marketable sweet true actually that's the other that's the other big thing um in terms of like i guess musicians and then and their songs becoming like becoming like a product, right? Like, yeah. like it's all it's it's all about like th- that's what like I follow a lot of like you know those YouTube like music marketing gurus that sort of like you know give you advice and you tell tell to get on TikTok and everything. Oh yeah, yeah. And it, yeah, it's all about that. It's not about it's not about like sort of it's I guess the the creation of the track and like how it sounds isn't quite as important as it once was it seems at least and mm. people artists independent artists need, need to be putting more more effort into sort of like their image and their product so um like what's that seems to be like the the message coming from the industry at the moment like what's your view on that sort of the fact that it's becoming more of like a, a social music's becoming more of like a social media marketing exercise than an actual like artistic creation i guess i think it's just a load of rubbish that people like the music industry even considers that um image should be in the same boat as music because they're two very separate things but i can have this idea but at the same time it is what it is you know so like i'm never too fussed on how people view me as an artist because i again i wouldn't even call myself an artist like i'm literally just a kid that enjoys playing music and makes some dodgy songs in his bedroom so Mm. like for me like as an individual i'm not too fussed by it but then i don't know like it's 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 hard hey because i can Mm. you can have all these ideas like it i don't like it because it definitely it takes away from the music so like i look at albums like led zeppelin 4 and they intentionally take their name off the album and they just put four symbols on it that 
each band members chosen to represent them and then they just put a really rare like the cover of led zeppelin 4 was actually a painting jimmy page picked up at um the pawn shop and so that, that even this like the symbolism behind it's not that great it's just a cool looking painting and it's it's not their photo on it there's no zeppelin on it so it wasn't an extremely marketable album but it still was their best album so i feel like i love albums like that because it was purely focused on the music and actually working against the idea of an image and working on the music even harder and as a result of that it still shone through so i feel like people people like an image but at the end of the day if your music is brilliant like as good as like stairway to heaven and black like i know every song on that album is just perfection so yeah if your music's brilliant people are going to listen to your music anyway so that that for me is the biggest and the biggest and the only example personally for me to say that yeah image is important in terms of getting people to kind of know you and maybe listen to you but if your music's good enough people are going to find it and people are going to want to listen to it yeah no i i 100 agree like if if the i think it was actually john mayer that said that in an interview ages ago i can't remember what interview it was it was like from 2008 or something probably yeah um i think i know i think it was when he, when he was at berkeley the the, the berkeley music yeah. school in, in that's the, a the killer States. video yeah. yeah 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 you've seen it yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like where, where he like comes and does like the does this, that that full video series of talks yeah yeah um yeah i think he mentioned something like if like the bottom line is if your music is good enough like it'll be successful which yeah. i guess is i guess is a good thing for to sort of like for young you know indie upcoming artists to sort of hold on to that like you know if you truly believe your music is good enough you know just keep on going keep on going and you know you know there's a chance that you could that you could get there i guess um yeah, exactly yeah it's interesting I, I it's actually interesting what you said in in the middle of your little talk there before about um about like sort of artist image and you and 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 you said there i think you said um like you don't view yourself as an artist you you sort of think you're just like a kid just in his bedroom just sort of like you know recording stuff and yeah, i guess just... in a sense that is your image like True. like that that sort of chill vibe that sort of like diy vibe is like people love that like that's the reason why i think bedroom pop became such a cool thing because it wasn't this like grand spanking like lady gaga you know stadium pop which is still good but like the fact that you could still make really cool emotion emotionally connecting songs from your bedroom like people dig that now like more than ever that's it's true people want an escape from all this very perfect stuff so i'll offer a very bad recording of stuff and say i did it on purpose when i did it <laughs> <laughs> that's it yeah i mean yeah no that's exactly right you know even uh even if the drums even if the beats are a bit out of time you know it's all part of the it's all part of the package that's what you get and you know who wants like another recycle you know the same four chords in a pop song you know you could you yeah. could be doing your own your own your own take on things anyway hey yeah exactly <laughs> and it's so much fun doing that and yeah and i think and i think but like back to what you were saying about like that chill bedroom pop might be an image mm. i portray but it's certainly not an image i'm trying to portray and stuff it's literally mm. just i'm just going about living my life making my art or my music if you want to call it that and and if 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 how i live my life and i try to do it authentic 
Sorry. You know, I have one of those weird moments when you like go to burp, but you don't burp. So you're like, <laughs> your vocal cords the freak burp out. just trolled you. Yeah. Yeah, it, it did. Yeah. I don't know. My weird. Anyway. Sorry <laughs> about right. that. Um, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so I feel like it's super sick when an artist just lives completely authentically and doesn't try to like make this image and just the image is their authentic self and i think that's sick or on the other or on the other way it's like say frank ocean he doesn't his image is not really an image because he's so like anti it because he just he doesn't take i think it was like after oh what was it wasn't channel orange it was blonde his like latest album and that was really he took one interview to talk about it and he didn't even tour the album so like for me like i find that really attractive because that's all about the music and then i know like i find mac demarco so attractive because he's just himself he doesn't doesn't try to be anyone like i saw him live at um yeah i cut like earlier january and it was just so much fun because he, like he was having a killer time on stage he wasn't trying to be this big sexy rock star he was, he was authentic just, yeah literally just authentic him and his band having a good time roasting each other like pulling <laughs> people up from the stage like taking the piss out of himself like it was just like it was, like i don't know I, I laughed more than i probably was frothing on the music like it was yeah. just, it was awesome i mean that's the thing right if if if, an, if if i guess if a musician like an evokes an emotion from the audience whether it i mean generally it can be sort of like relating to like certain emotions like you know i guess heartbreak is a big one you know the whole the whole idea of love is sort of like the biggest one in music i guess yeah. but yeah even if an artist makes you laugh like sometimes if their stuff can be sort of funny, you know, if they're, if they're having, you know, a bit of a dig at something, you know, just like, just in a, in a sort of like a casual sort of funny sort of joking way. And you can sort of connect in that, you know, and I guess that's a big sort of feature of a lot of Aussie rock bands. Like I'm even thinking of like the chats now, like, you know, the chats (laughs) and like, like pub feet. I'm like, yeah, "Yeah." it's like, I do want a bloody chicken palmy now. Yeah, who doesn't? And spent yeah. what three months since we could get a sticky yeah. farmy, so it sounds <laughs> more relatable than ever. That's right. That's right. Yeah. All right. So, what is um, what's the future looking like for Jason Cole as we come towards the end of our chat here? Um, people can obviously follow you on social media, just searching up Jason Cole. Ooh. But um, the man who's not really an artist, but is an artist, he doesn't really make songs, but he does go to the Grove to record them. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm but, a paradox. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, what 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 can we expect from you? Like, so you're sort of hinting at a release? Yeah, I want to release a couple of songs like before I turn 19, so I can be like, yeah, I made a set of album when I was 18. I just want to do that because that's just a person. Mm. When do you turn 19? Like, actually, just so we can have a middle of deadline. August. Middle yeah. of all, well, that's yeah. soon, dude. That's like three months away. Yeah, that's very doable. I think. Cool. Like, yeah so i want to yeah a quick just a quick record that would be fun to make mm. and i have a good time and after that i don't know i just whatever i feel because like I, don't, I, don't, I don't have any big mm. aspirations to travel the world and do this do that like i, I want to play my music with people and whether i play that to no one or to five thousand people like i doesn't doesn't affect me yeah you're you're, you're gonna be happy either way hey yeah exactly yeah. so like i'm always going to be recording music or at least while i'm while i'm still passionate about it so mm-hmm. 
whether people listen to it or not or if i put it on spotify if i don't cool like i have a great time and my music is for me like i'm not trying to tell anyone how to live their life or this that like it's just uh, i comment on the world and like my writing can get a bit political at times but that's just who i am like i, I like to think politically and all that stuff so mm. i think in terms just what what you what you can expect is um how i feel and how so say if i feel like i want to release another album next year that's what you can expect and after that i don't know but you can hopefully expect something in the next couple of months if not means i'm not passionate about music and yeah exactly but (laughs) i don't know i can't imagine myself not being passionate about music so you can expect something in the next few months whether it's an ep or because i hate everything on it or if it's a 30 track album or if it's a short story i don't know so i'm gonna be putting something out because i just want to <laughs> i've always wanted to so it's yeah gonna happen. it's an expression yeah that's for sure yeah. yeah well thanks so much for coming on man like gen- genuinely so good having you on because you've like out of all the people that i've spoken to out of all the friends that i've spoken to about music and like whether they're an artist or you know whether they're just a lover of music you have like a really unique sort of take on it and i love your sort of I guess your DIY view, I don't want to call it DIY because that's not, not, not downplaying it in any way, but like you don't really give a crap what people think. And that's so important, especially in this day and age to sort of just be happy with what you're making. And like you said, whether five people turn up or 5,000, you're still going to be happy, you know, either way, because you know, you're just doing what you're doing, what you love. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's so good, man. So good. Yeah. a really unique chat and I, and I definitely think a lot of people could, t- could genuinely learn a lot from this, you know, and like you said, you're just being yourself, but I th- hopefully um, if you're a muse and you've, you're listening to this, maybe, maybe you're making bedroom pop. Keep doing it. Keep making that lo-fi crap. We love it. Please. I um, want to hear more. <laughs> just use a 58 on a box. If you yeah. have one, it might sound bad, but man, the worst sounding guitar sound, the, the kind of better they are. Like just on a quick detour, like, you know, unknown yeah. mortal orchestra, he purposely, tracks his guitars through seven tape recorders to make him sound bad <laughs> and they sound awesome so if it sounds terrible who cares it sounds good in a way that's wicked that's wicked i love that <laughs> yeah sorry there you go yeah. no 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 please maybe you could try that at home if you're listening <laughs> running through seven tape machines yeah wicked yeah i don't just like record with what you have because there's yeah. no point in going like oh man i'm not going to start recording until I have this, that, this, that. Like, if all you have is like a crap microphone and a dodgy acoustic guitar, and like, I don't, I don't even know, like, some weird as thing that's not even a computer, but you can still record music on it. Just do mm. it because you never know. Like, it could be the best album that's ever made that year. Mm. And like, if again, if the songwriting is really good, people are gonna listen to it. Like mm-hmm. I think people aren't that caught up on how well things are recorded. Like not every person in the world's a producer. Like the only people I know that get caught up on how stuff are recorded is like myself or you or just other musos that are into mm-hmm. recording. So who cares? Just make fun stuff. That's the uh, just do it. 
just do it. Thanks so much for coming on, man. It's um, been a genuine pleasure and um, yeah, looking man. forward to hearing uh, whatever you do release in the future. We'll, we'll, I'll make sure I keep an eye out for it. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so good, man. All right. All right. Thanks so much for chatting and, and uh, yeah, we'll keep in touch. See you later. Yeah, cheers for the chat, man. Have a good one. See you, man. <laughs>